Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. This is a very special episode today. I want to ask you guys a question. Are you or anyone you know currently suffering from severe lower back pain? If your answer is yes to any of that, you'll definitely want to listen to this episode. I am reaching out internationally again, and I am sitting down with uh, Colin McGregor. Now, Colin, Colin has over 25 years of experience in the strength and rehabilitation industry, and he successfully created a program. He developed a program that aids in recovery from lower back pain, sciatica, you know, herniated discs, uh, bulging discs in your lower back. And the idea is being able to recover to the point that you are able to have a decent quality of life. And this program does not require surgery or anything like that. You know, it's a natural approach. I think you'll really want to hear this. So give it a listen. This is the first part. This is part one. Here you're getting more information about all of this stuff. Um, this Here you're getting more information about what sciatic is, what, you know, where the pain comes from, understanding what lower back pain is, what precipitates it. And um, part two, which will be coming out next week, is going to be especially about the program itself, where you can find it, what the program encompasses, that sort of thing. So enjoy. First, Colin, um, how are you doing today and how's everything on your end? I'm great, Tyrone. Thanks for having me on. Um, I do apologize. It was a little bit late getting here. The the time difference caught me off guard. <laughs> so I do apologize for that, but I'm here now. No problem. No problem at all. Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right over here as well. Things are going pretty good. So um, first, Colin, uh, could you please tell me a little bit about your background and what started you down this path that you're on now, um, you know, with dealing with back pain and, and why focus on back pain? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was always an active kid, you know, played a lot of sports, a lot of activities, um, generally the, the, uh, the hard on your body activities. So I'm from Scotland originally. So it was a lot of rugby, uh, mountain biking, martial arts, that kind of stuff. So I was always very active and eventually uh, that led me to working in uh, sport and fitness, you know, strength coach, personal trainer. Um, I went down that route also did a lot of rehabilitation work as well. And the whole back pain thing came around. Actually, I worked in the USA for six years. I was based in Connecticut in a hockey performance center. So we did a lot of work with NHL players in the off season. Um, we used to work with uh, some NBA guys as well, some NFL guys. And, you know, we had those guys off season. And we also had a lot of general population. We had, you know, everybody from your general, you know, housewife to your Wall Street guy, you know, a variety of people. And it was during my time there, they actually injured myself. I actually uh, <laughs> uh, hurt my own back. I herniated my discs, had some bulging discs, sciatica pain. And up until that point, I'd felt pretty invincible. 
you know, threw myself into every activity I could get my hands on, always bounced back. Uh, and this was the first real disabling issue that I had. And admittedly, um, I didn't treat it uh, correctly in the first instance. I believe that, you know, I'll bounce back from this like everything else. So I did not listen to myself or listen to how you should um, deal with this injury and ended up re-injuring myself worse about six months after and really created a much bigger herniation in my in my lumbar disc. And that's when I realized, oh, wait a minute, you got to like screw the nut. You got to, you know, um, take this very seriously and actually rehabilitate, you know, yourself and, and understand what has to be done. And luckily at that time, I had just signed up to do a course um, from a, a quite a famous French osteopath called Dr. Guy Voyer, whose specialty was actually uh, back rehabilitation. He developed a system of decompression stretches called L2A, which was designed to help people with herniated and bulging discs. So, you know, be it fate or whatever you want to call it, right? I had just started that course when I'd sort of done my second herniation, if you will, or, or made the, the back worse. So, I jumped into, you know, full uh, 100% as far as rehabilitating, rehabilitating myself. I was lucky in some degree in that in the particular place that I worked, um, we trained a variety of different doctors. And when I told them about my back, he said, oh, go and see this guy. He's a physiatrist. And physiatrists are medically trained. You know, they are doctors, but they do the more conservative approach. So I went to see him and he's okay, let's get an MRI. And then that's where we figured out, you know, that it was a herniation. And he said, look, you know, I'll send you for physiotherapy. And I said, no, no, you know, I can, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. So I did it. And along with the course that I was learning, the decompression stretches, I actually started to come back very quickly. So quickly that the doctor was pretty impressed. And he started to send me referrals, patients as well, lower back patients who had issues and, you know, were trying to avoid surgery. And I kind of got into this niche, if you will, because people were getting better, <laughs> you know. And when you've been through the same as a lot of these people had been through with the, you know, the sciatica pain and, you know, feeling like a mess and you, you can't walk across the room, you develop a lot of empathy and the people will trust you a lot better, you know, so part of the point of <clears throat> focusing on back pain was the fact that I'd lived it, you know, and I'll be honest, you know, I went through a period where I got kind of disillusioned with the whole fitness strength world, you know, um, you know, you do a weekend course and some particular activity and you're on Instagram telling the world that you're the best trainer in the world, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah. that, that okay. um, peed me off a little bit, not through jealousy, just because I'm sure, Tyrone, you know, you've heard the phrase, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, right? Sure. And, you know, I saw a lot of people out there who I wouldn't trust with my brother or sister or whatever, or a guy in the street, you know, to do work. And I, I got out of the of the industry for a little bit, um, but I came back around again the last three, four years, doing a lot more back rehabilitation because I currently live now in the Czech Republic. And <clears throat> I met a guy in the gym one day. He gave me his story, you know, we're just talking, oh, my back, my lower back, blah, 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 blah. And I said, look, come and see me on this day. We'll do some stuff, right? So he'd seen, you know, the physio, he'd seen this doctor, that, you know, he wasn't feeling good. So I saw him, I had a look at him, I said, okay, I want you to go off and do these exercises, these stretches. And, you know, within two weeks, his pain was gone. Now, 
I'm not saying that happens for everybody, but he was so happy with this. He told his neurologist, who then I met and said, look, this is what I do. This is my physiological theory behind everything that I do. This is the reason why. And she said, yeah, I get it. It makes perfect sense. And then she started to send me referrals as well. <laughs> so it came back around again. So I got, I got started on it again. And I thought, you know, as time went on, I thought like, how can I give more people access to this type of work? Because, and we can talk about it later, but there's definitely failures in the medical system, both in Europe and in, in the US and certain injuries or problems. They just kind of throw what you call a generic rehabilitation program at them, you know, and the person doesn't get better. And, you know, so I thought, okay, so I started my YouTube channel, um, putting out stretches and different exercises and stuff. And then I kind of developed a course as well um, that people can, you know, purchase. It's like a three-week course they can do. And I just felt I could connect with better uh, with people better because I'd been there. You know what I mean? Like if somebody says, you know, we able, did, was there a time where you couldn't walk? I'm like, yeah, I lived on the, uh, I lived on the floor for like seven, 10 days. You know, I, I couldn't walk. The pain was that bad. So, you know, it's a long kind of background story and where we, where I got to the, the, the folks on the back pain, but yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, it was sort of experienced it myself and then decided that, you know, a lot of people are suffering from this. Um, maybe more so the last couple of years because we spent a lot more time being uh, sedentary, you know, with the lockdowns and stuff, right. working from home. So, yeah, it's still a very prevalent, you know, 80% of people suffer from back pain at some time in their lives. So, and yeah, I just wanted to sort of give, give some of this knowledge back out there for people to, to uh, you know, be helped by it in some way, basically. Interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. You know, that is, um, on the one hand, this is especially interesting to me because, um, when I was younger, uh, my grandfather actually, uh, ended up suffering from lower back pain, um, for, you know, for a time. And, um, you know, he, he actually had sciatica pains in his lower back. And, um, you know, for those who have never, you know, might be unfamiliar with it. What is, what exactly is lower back sciatica pain? Like, how would you describe it? Yeah. So basically you'll hear people talk, they'll say, I've got sciatica pain, but what is it? You know, what is sciatica? So basically you have a nerve. It's what's actually the longest nerve in the body. It's called the sciatica nerve. And the nerve originates, it starts from your lower back region. It's all, it's the last kind of two vertebrae of your spine. That's where it comes out of your spinal column and it runs down um, sort of behind your, your glute, your, your, your butt basically. And it runs down the back of your leg and both sides of your legs down sort of behind the calf and into your foot. So it's the longest nerve in the body. And normally sciatica pain will happen if the person has a, uh, what they call bulging disc or herniated disc. And in layman's terms, this you imagine your your disc could be like a um like a, a jelly donut, right? And if you put that jelly donut on the on the table and you push down upon it with your hand, eventually the the jam inside of it gets squeezed out of the donut, right? And that's basically what a disc herniation is like. So you've got these discs between your vertebra, and they are essentially spongy donuts and they help they basically help with shock absorption and they help the spine move properly and it, through many different issues you can have one of those will, will bulge a little bit or may herniate like the, the jelly donut and it pushes that that material pushes on the nerve and it pushes on the satica nerve at the uh, bottom of your spine and of course that irritates the nerve and then the pain can manifest in many different areas it can be 
generally when you first, like for me, when I first hurt myself, the pain was very much close to the spine and in my glute. It was actually for me in my right hand butt cheek, basically. And as it got worse, and this is quite textbook, it will spread down your leg. It'll actually go down the back of your leg. And it's, the pain, the nerve pain is, it can be constant. It can just be a constant set pain at one level. It can be throbbing. Um, it can be, for me, I had a slight, what we call drop foot. So my right foot, it would be, so when you, when you walk, for example, your foot automatically picks up. You kind of land on your heel you place, you know, you roll your foot and you step off. With drop foot, what actually happens is as you lift your foot, your, your foot doesn't lift, your toes kind of drag almost along the ground. And it's because the sciatic nerve gets affected and you essentially lose the feeling uh, in your foot. And that's that can be very dangerous, right? Which means the nerve is getting, can be getting severely damaged. I had a little bit of that. It didn't last very long, but it feels like you're kind of dragging your foot behind you. It doesn't want to work, <laughs> you know? Um, and that pain, as I said, it can be burning, throbbing. Um, you know, it can be, I mean, for me, at my worst, <clears throat> when the worst point was, and I talk about this, and I can still remember, I can still see myself in this actual position. At the time, uh, my girlfriend was there. She cooked me dinner, and I, I was living on the floor. So the computer was on the floor. I was just lying on the floor, you know, pillows and stuff down there. <clears throat> and she'd cook my dinner. She'd cut it up for me, right? She's very kind of her. And I'd, I'd eaten it on the floor. So I, I couldn't stand up because when you stood up, obviously your spine, because gravity is acting downward, right? Your spine pushes down. It pushes on the disc. And, of course, the disc, because it was herniated, it was bulging, it was sticking out, it kept kept pushing on the nerve so for me lying down was the best position because gravity wasn't acting on my spine anymore downward so I had some relief so anyway she'd cooked me dinner I'd eaten it and I thought oh let me take it back to the kitchen at least do something right and I can still see myself I stood up and it was just this searing burning like somebody got like a red hot poker and they were just like it was like running down right down the back of my leg into like my calf, my right hand side. And I'm like, I'm going to get to the kitchen. I'm going and you know, it was like every footstep was like, I was dragging like, I don't know, 200 pounds, but you know, in each foot, it was agony, abject agony. And I started to sweat with the pain wow. and you're gritting your teeth because every, you're like, I'm going to get to the kitchen You know, I'm trying really hard. And she put, she came and she was, what are you doing? Give me the plate, you know, like lie down again. You know, she was furious <laughs> that I was trying to get there. So it can be very, very debilitating. You know, it, it's, I wouldn't wish it on anybody. Let's put it that way. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Now, I mean, even there, you, you know, you, you're, you're talking about, you know, you're talking about the backbone and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I know, you know, you previously mentioned when talking about your injury, the, you know, the bones like L4, L5, yep. you know, stuff like that to the uninitiated, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, where those bones are in the spine? Sure. Yeah. So basically in the spine, you talk about um, what's called the cervical vertebra, the thoracic vertebra and the lumbar vertebra. And the vertebra are just the, the bones, the little uh, bones, which make up your spine. 
and you have the cervical section, which is where your neck is and the top part is right about your shoulders. Then you have the thoracic region, which is your middle back, say between your shoulder blades. Um, and then you have the lumbar region, which is where most of the most of my damage happened was in the lumbar region. And the lumbar vertebrae are made up of five vertebrae and they call them for short L1, L2, L3, or L4, L5. And it just means lumbar one, lumbar two. And they start at the top and go down. So if I say L5, that's my lowest lower back vertebra, basically. And then they move on to the sacrum. Now, the sacrum, for those initiated, that's your tailbone. I'm sure you've all heard of the, the tailbone. It's this little um, kind of bony triangle which sits at the very bottom of your back. It goes into your pelvis. And they also, they call that, they have S1, S2, S3. And it's just the different levels of this particular bone. They talk about S1, S2, S3, S4. And between the uh, lumbar vertebra, you have these discs. I was talking about these jelly donuts. And most people generally with a lower back herniation, you know, people talk about a slip disc, a bulging disc, all these different terms. They typically happen at the L5 S1 region. So that's your last lumbar vertebra and the sacrum. So the top part of your tailbone, basically. That's the, the most frequent site of a lumbar herniation. The next level is just above that. That's the lumbar four, lumbar five vertebra. Um, and just so you know why that happens, it's because it's all to do with physics, basically. So the spine is relatively long, okay? When you bend forwards, um, I said, I'm going to pick up a weight off the floor, for example. Um, I use my lower back to, to lift that weight up. Um, it's the lower, the, the whole spine is like a lever, right? The section that I'm bending, the fulcrum, the most, most of the torque happens about my very lower lumbar region. So it gets exposed to a lot of potential stress, which is generally why most lumbar disc herniations happen at this L4, L5, S1 um, region. So basically, it's the very bottom of your lower back section. That's where you'll find those uh, particular bones. Okay. Okay. Now that is very good. That's definitely very good information for a lot of people. I guarantee there are plenty of people out there who are not totally aware of that. Um, <clears throat> I agree. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, th this kind of education is really, really good for, for people to, to know because, you know, at the end of the day, I think there are probably a lot of people who have lower back issues. Um, mm -hmm. Do you happen to know like about, you know, how common lower back pain is? And I guess, I guess, especially in the United States. Oh yeah. I mean, the U S it's pretty much worldwide. It's up to 80% of the population will experience at least one episode of low back pain in their lifetime. Um, as far as cost wise in the U S I, off the top of my head, I want to say it was $5 billion like on healthcare expenses alone for lower back issues. You know, that that's physiotherapy, that's, you know, um, injections, that's surgeries. It's, it's a, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. A lot. And, and then that, I think that also includes the um, painkillers because I, I wrote an article on the opioids, opioids, actually opiates and stuff, because still in the US, not so much in Europe, but in the US, it was like one in four or one in five uh, doctors. One of the first things they'd prescribe was 
an opioid um, painkiller for for back pain, right? And obviously, mm-hmm. people talk about the opioid crisis in the US. You know, it's quite a big deal. <clears throat> so, yeah, there was it's a lot of a lot of money um, that particular you know area of of um, health um, they spend on definitely. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, also, uh, could you talk a little more to you know how this injury? um may have affected you from a mental and emotional standpoint yeah sure so it's a very 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 big point because um postgraduate i did uh sport and exercise psychology and it's really interesting to see how these types of injuries uh affect everybody differently depending on their personality type depending on their you know uh, their, their type like how they approach you know, uh, injuries or having failure, etc. For me, it was very difficult because I was basically told or I was advised that they did not want me touching a weight, you know, lifting a weight of any significant, you know, weight basically for six months. And I worked in a gym, right? <laughs> so <clears throat> when I went back to work, um, I was training people, of course. And, you know, the first so a few weeks, whatever, I was lying, lying on the ground a lot, training people. They were cool with it and they'd, have, they'd pick up their own weights. But you're surrounded in an environment by what you love to do and you can't do it, right? I'm off doing my stretching and I'm doing special exercises, you know, and, and I knew I had to do it, right? It was, you know, it's tempting. Oh, I want to pick up those dumbbells and do something. But <clears throat> so mentally, it was very tough, you know, and I think <sighs> one of the worst feelings is oh again i still have these things i remember where i talk about it in one uh one blog i think it was i was driving down to i think we're going to florida on a road trip we used to do a lot of road trips when i lived in the us loved it and i think it was south carolina and you know got a car whatever going down pulled in to get some you know food or something like that and i'm getting out of the car and because I was still, yeah, the sciatica pain, you know, lasted quite a, quite a while and even some back stiffness and stuff. So we get out of the car and I think I was driving. I can't remember where I was in the passenger seat, but I started getting out of the car and I'm having to, you know, position myself and I'm, I'm kind of literally kind of picking myself up off the car and I'm bent over and I'm, you know, like, I'm going, oh, ee. and I hear this voice going, you know, my bad American. I say, he's like, hey, boy, you, you drove a me over there, you know, yeah. like, you look like you look like me getting out of that car. And I look up and here's this old you know, American dude. He's, I don't know, in his 70s or something. And he's kind of looking at this young guy thinking, what the hell is wrong with that guy, right? He's, right. he looks, you know, he's behaving like an old codger, an old, an old you know, an old fella. <clears throat> I was like, oh, it's my back, it's my back, you know. And um, it was really tough because, as I said, I'd been super active, you know, like with all sorts of generally quite high impact kind of sports. And then to be completely... Um, I wouldn't say sedentary. I mean, I was still doing a lot of core work and, and, and stretching, but it just wasn't the same. So, you know, deep down, it was, I wouldn't say I was, I was a little bit of depression for sure, you know, um, and you've got this kind of sense of, will I ever be able to do the things that I could do before? Can I, will I do them again? You know, so you've got this kind of apprehension about, will it get better? Will you have to get surgery? Um, you know what's what's the final outcome going to be, right? Because and it, it in a, you know I'd admit as well, like in a personal level, you know you've got a partner, right? And obviously, initially, it's, it's really hard to have bedroom activities, right? right. So like, because you, you're like, I can't move, 
<laughs> so that can put a strain on a relationship as well. You know, I mean, my girl at the time was understanding, so that was okay. Um, but, you know, just walking down the street, you know, you're in pain, you know, you're having to sit, you know, take a break. Um, you know, you feel before your time. Um, it's it's very frustrating. I, I, I'm one of these people that I will often do too much too soon. That was my biggest issue always, you know, um, because you're so, you just want to get over it, you know. <clears throat> so it was definitely emotionally hard. Um, I mentally, I am, I guess my, my girlfriend would probably say this, but <laughs> I am quite motivated or I think I am. I'm probably more than I think I am as well in that I'm very optimistic. So yeah. I tend to I tend to keep going, keep going, keep going, keep, you know, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. And I, I count myself lucky there because at the time I was injured, I was in a, a good place with regards to the gym I was in. You know, they they looked after me with regards to, you know, take time off, you know, whatever. The doctor I was seeing, he was very, let's do conservative approach. Um, I was lucky in that I had the knowledge to go and read the literature myself you know, I knew where to go and read, you know, the, the lower back literature to find out exactly um, what surgery outcome would most likely be like. Um, the, the benefit that I was starting the course with this guy who specialized in my particular issue. So there was a lot of things, you know, fell into place for me, which bolstered uh, my recovery and my mental process. Um, but, you know, you still have doubts, of course. You know, you're still... Even even with all that good stuff around you, you know, when you're hobbling down the street, dragging your leg behind you, <laughs> you know, trying to see light at the end of the tunnel sometimes can be difficult, right? Right, exactly. That's so, uh, but yeah, that can't be too easy. It's yeah, exactly. All right, and this concludes part one of my two-parter with Colin McGregor. Stay tuned next week for part two, where we get more into the program itself and um, more of the particulars about that. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about Colin and uh, more about uh, the program, uh, the website, um, which will have everything, will be featured in the show notes. Uh, You'll be able to find that information there. And aside from that, I really have nothing more. Have a great day, everyone.